Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we're here to talk to you about a lot of different things today. Yes. Some very impressive things. Some very religious things. Ooh. You know how we like to do religion on this show. (laughs) We do it right. Yes. Just like Elephant and Castle, located at 185 185 North Wabash Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. It sounded like 195. Doug's had a long week. You have no idea. But you know what? When I've had a long week, sometimes I like to go down to Elephant and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash, Chicago, Illinois, and just take some time to enjoy some delicious food and some wonderful drinks and some great company because they have happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m., where great drink specials, plus you've got appetizers. Anything that's $11 or less is a snack and share, and you can get it for half price. And boom. honestly, guys, boom in your pants. Am I right? <laughs> am I right, Justin? You, I are, an, you are right. Can I get an Mr. amen? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> they also have great daily specials, like One and Done Mondays, where a specially brewed craft beer, it's a keg too, uh, is rolled in, it's tapped, and it's poured until it's gone. And a pint is only three fucking dollars, guys. Three dollars. That's, that's it. That we rotate it every Monday. It's amazing. 100 New- pennies. That's all it takes. 100. 300 pennies. Boy, it is a struggle bus of a day. And My you guys goodness, Cocker. You don't. Nothing less. You don't um, usually mess up with the math. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but guys, it's great. It rotates every Monday. One and done Mondays. $3 for a pint of beer. You can't fucking beat that shit. Yes. Yes. Now, and Tuesday, you- I, I hear something. They, I hear they have mm. something on Tuesday. Oh, it is. It's magical. It's it's called Tin Up Tuesday, where all tins are 25% off. Justin, do you know what a tin is? It's a can of beer. It, oh, you got it right. After I all these weeks, you got it right. It I is a can it. of beer, and all cans of beer are 25% off on Tuesdays. It's now, a Wednesday, real good deal. You can't tell me they have something on Wednesday. Oh, they do. And what? if you like some wine, it's called Wine Down Wednesday, and all glasses of wine are a dollar off, and all bottles are half price. Papa likes him some wine. Get that wine in your belly. <laughs> and of course, Thursdays, Justin, I got a surprise for you. It's, What's that? I've got something on Thursday. It's called Locals Only Thursday, where local brews are $5.50. Oh my God, I want to go now. What day is it? What day is it right now? I want to go. It's Thursday. I'm going. <laughs> and then if you are a weekend muncher, that's what I'm going to call you. I like to munch and some brunch. <laughs> they do offer brunch and they also have five dollar mimosas and five dollar bloody marys on saturday and sunday so head on over elephant and castle they're a lovely place tell them you heard about elephant and castle on mind gap podcast and you just can't wait to enjoy all of their goodies but say mm-hmm. it better than i said it yes i mean you can say it however you want to say it you can also just come in and be like, like i want your goodies that's probably I not want a good way to do it <laughs> don't recommend it it's not going to go over well if you say it that way if you say it that way, they'll know we sent you, though. So They'll be like, well, Justin and Doug probably told you to say that, so you're welcome. That's awesome. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, we have a big ask for you, a really big ask. This is really important because 2019 is a big year for, I almost said Elf and Castle, for Mind Gap. It's for both. <laughs> it, could, it could be good for both. You know, Really, for both. What we really, really are asking of you is to head over to wherever you're listening to this right now, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Please rate and review Mind Gap Podcast. It's really important uh, that we get some some folks out there, our listeners, to start spreading the good word via these 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 different mediums to let the world know that Mind Gap Podcast is worth listening to. That's true, and also we would love it if you guys could share it around. Copy the link, no matter if you're on a uh, podcast app or if you're uh, if you access the link via the website or via Facebook or whatever. Just copy the link, hit the share button. And, uh, you know, let someone know that uh, you're like, hey, I listened to this episode. It was real good. You should listen to it, too, because uh, the best recommendations come from people you know. Exactly. So hit that share button, uh, send it out, and and also reach out to us. Find us on our social medias. You can find our Facebook page on uh, Facebook. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MindGapPodcast. And shoot us an email if you'd like, MindGapPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We love hearing from our fans. We've gotten some cool fan art from Jared down in Australia. We've gotten some great... Uh, thought-provoking questions from Tony Hobbs. We've got Hagnahegian creating Doug memes, which never cease to make me laugh. I love it. 
Um, we have great stuff going on, so thank you all for reaching out to us. And, and, and we're looking for throwdowns. We're looking for suggestions on a lot of stuff. And we're hoping to start doing some stuff that's going to be pretty cool, that's going to give you guys some more content. So please do us a solid. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know how you're doing, what's going on. And if, if you have anything you want to chat about, we'd love to hear from you. There you go. Okay. So that's done. You're welcome. Let's talk about episode 178 of Mind Gap Podcast. This one was interesting because Justin found a really cool article about, uh, you know, this crowdfunded Jesus movie, which is going to be really cool. That's going to be on series, a streaming series, streaming series that will be on a series uh, called uh, it's on a, a platform called VidAngel, which tell you what, when Justin told me the name of that, I lost my mind a little bit. It, it sounds heavenly. Oh, it does. Uh, it sounds like it could be a real sinful treat to go and check out this. That was terrible. Uh, we talk about some faith-based content, you know, where, where the market is for it. We talk about terrible network television, all those horrible shows that are out there that make me want to just have diarrhea all over myself. And then, you know, some so of the great opportunities of content to watch out there on streaming right now. What's, what's coming down the pipeline? What's looking good to us? And what's, uh, what's really cool? So it's a really fun episode talking about what's out there to view for for your content and we're real excited to share it with you so excited so have a seat grab a latte and enjoy episode 178 of mind gap podcast mind gap podcast I can't wait for you to tell me about uh, this thing. I'm going to tell you about the story about Life of Jesus emerges as largest crowdfunded entertainment project in history. Wait, what is this? This is an article uh, that literally, like, 30 seconds ago came across, and that caught my eye. I, I am, figure, you, you've got I, my interest. I, I figure this, this might be a good place to start for us. Okay, let's um, go. So a new streaming series about a streaming series, mind you, about if, if you if you listeners could see the look on Doug's face right now, uh, a new streaming service series about the life of Jesus became the number one crowdfunded series in entertainment history called The Chosen, the first multi-season series of its kind about the life of Jesus directed by Dallas Jenkins has raised nearly $10.3 million in equity crowdfunding from 15,000 investors unseating the Mystery Science the- Mystery Science Theater 3000, which raised $5.7 million. It is set to be released this Easter. But but what, what have they filmed? <laughs> Nothing yet. Oh, They're my go- God! Oh, wait, maybe have they? If it's going to be released in Easter... So here we go. I'm going to read the rest of this article. It's uh, it's a short article, and then we can uh-huh. talk about this. It's uh, Fox News published this article, so take it for what. Thanks, it's worth. Fox. Uh, the vast o- the vast audience for high quality faith based entertainment, all too often overlooked and underserved by Hollywood, made a loud and unmistakable statement that they're so eager for content that resonates, they are willing to fund it into existence. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that sentence. I did not know where it was going to go because I've never read this article. That made me funny. Uh, that made that made me laugh. That was funny. That made me funny. Uh, backed by our army of 15,000 passionate investors, we're excited to see how far we can take this series. The Chosen is not the first Christian production to rock Hollywood. Uh, Passion of the Christ, directed by Mel Gibson, is uh, still the highest grossing independent film of all time. Yep. Uh, other things. And now The Chosen is breaking ground on the streaming front. Each time an opportunity like this has come up, Hollywood has failed to capitalize and follow on the momentum, and we're not going to make that mistake. The first four episodes of The Chosen will be available to watch this Easter. The entire se- uh, series will be seven seasons long. Seven seasons? Seven seasons. Get it? Woof. Seven. Uh, let's see. I believe the greatest. I believe that the greatest story ever told should be binge-watched just as much as Stranger Things, Jenkins said adding that he believes it will have a great impact on the audience. We can dig deeper into the people who encourage Je- encounter Jesus. We can see their before, and if the audience can see Jesus through the eyes of those who met him, perhaps they can be changed in the same way. Uh, I hate everything about I, this, by the way. I don't, I don't, it doesn't say what it's going to be streaming on. 
That's a great question because I mean, my initial thing was like, oh, there's a religious streaming service now, huh? That's well, gonna be my guess. I, I mean, I I don't. It's gotta be right. I mean, uh, that's probably a great opportunity right there to have a streaming service that's solely dedicated to religion. I mean, you, I just thinking purely from a business standpoint, that'd be a great place for like sermons. Oh, um, wait a you know, second. Children's programming based on religious content. Um, yeah, it could be anything. Religious releases like Netflix does, you know, because that stuff generally yeah. doesn't do super well at the movie theaters. I mean, it does. You know, I'll, I'll say this much. When something like that is released, I always laugh at it because I'm like, man, no one's going to go see that. No, there's an audience for it, 100%. People will go and see that something that's faith-based. I mean, people are I, – I, I agree with that article that people are looking for something that's going to fit that that palette, whatever yes, they're looking for. Absolutely, there, there's absolutely. definitely something for that. That's just why – and I don't know if this is a fair comparison or not, but um, you know, the Medea movies do so well. You know, yeah. because it's got a specific audience where, you know, uh, a lot of um, black Americans specifically feel like there's not a good, you know, uh, stream of, I guess, movies for them. And that Tyler Perry's movies do really well in that regard. They don't do very well overseas. It's purely uh, an American market, but it gives people something to um, look at and uh, and enjoy. So I 100% agree that there's definitely a market for the religious content. What I don't like is all the uh, fart stuff that happens in that, where it's basically like, you know, we're going to explore all these different things. I'm like, cool, is it going to be like a sand, uh, was it swords and sandals epic? Can we make it like, you know, cool where he's fighting giant scorpions and everything <laughs> like that? Because that's the only way I'll ever fucking watch it. I, I, I just, I shouldn't I, say this because it's it's going to be like, I'll actually, I'll say it and you can, you can counter in the way that I think you will. Um, how okay. many how many different ways are we going to tell the story of Jesus? <laughs> as many ways as we need to, Doug. <laughs> how many different ways? And I would say, you know, also seven different ways. I would also say very similarly. How many different ways are we going to tell the story of Batman? Same thing, right? Ooh, Doug, I'm surprised at you, but I'll accept it. I'll <laughs> That's what I thought it. you were going to say, Doug. How many oh. times are we going to reboot X Men? How many times are we right. going to reboot Superman? You know, right? I mean that. One could make that argument, absolutely. I think I, I initially I just anytime I see anything religious based like this, I always have uh, some sort of uh, you know predisposed judgment to it. Um, I think that obviously you you are right. There is a market for it, and you know faith based stuff probably is underserved. I never seek it out, so therefore I don't know what offerings there are. Um, so I don't I don't know. I would have to assume though that it is an underserved market, and so. You know, I guess kudos to them for for getting a show that uh, you know that that speaks to their interest. But you know, I, I just uh, I don't know. It, it there's something, I, and I can't put my finger on it. Something just feels weird about that. It feels, I don't know what it is. If to me, it, it feels very. Um, I don't know if, if it doesn't feel authentic is the right word. Um, it, it almost it, it yeah. feels like a cash into some regard. And I know it's not the intention to do that, but right. I just, I look, I'm obviously biased. I could give a shit about religion. And when I hear someone being like, I can't wait to do seven seasons of content on Jesus. I'm like, uh, that sounds like hell. <laughs> sounds like no pun intended. hell. Like to, yeah, to explore this character. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be white um, I'm sure it's you know, like you know it's just it's just gonna be all these things that make me laugh when I think about those sort of story because I said it before I'll say it again you know that religious stuff it has a really great purpose like it has some great stories some great you know fables talking about how you should act as a person but people have warped that message over time you know and people that represent that like I don't know Catholic priests have completely taken that and and ruin that and and all the things that people like to cherry pick from that stuff it, it's always upsetting to me because i just hear people and see people that want to be like oh yeah jesus says gays are bad but they ignore the fact about giving and taking care of the poor and stuff like right. that it's it's always a tough pill to swallow and i don't know a lot of people that watch that stuff just i feel like they sniff their own farts and uh it's just it's hard for me to be around them. So you know what though? Yeah. Hey, look, if there's a market for it and those people want to see it, and I think they they do. I see when I go to AppleTrailers.com, 
and I see something, I'm like, oh, what's this? And it's like faith-based. I'm like, huh, okay. That'll be a limited release, but I'm like, I bet it will still make money. I bet it will because oh, it's such a limited yeah. niche thing that people will absolutely go see it and they'll find it. There, there's definitely a market. And I think that's cool. I mean, I, I'm all for you know that sort of stuff. I find it silly, um, but you know, I, I, if people want that content, by all means, you know, go make it. Crowdfund it. That's fantastic. It's better than crowdfunding a wall. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Um, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's the thing that I, I feel like there's a and and this is where I am lumping a lot of people in together because and I know it's it's not accurate. I just feel like a lot of the times with uh, religious based um, religious based content, you do almost start to push the wrong message, or I guess what I consider to be the wrong message, yeah. which is which is you know those the the traditional those traditional values and you know it's very you know whitewashed and homogenized and it's it's straight and it's this and that. and it's it's very it's it's not inclusive of what the actual what actually makes up the fabric of our culture i think you, know, you, and, you and, just explained that way better than i did on my long rant like right there you summed that up perfectly you're 100% right i don't feel like the portrayal of it is going to be what it should be right and I know that there are some people who believe in that, but I firmly believe that those people are incorrect in, in their in their mm-hmm. stance. So, you know, it just it bums me out that that uh, and I, we're jumping a gun here because this may be they they you know they may they may do it right. They may make make him Arabic. They may make him you know darker skin. They may they may go the right way about it. They probably won't. God, but you, maybe you sir are adorable. I'm a dreamer, is what I am. You're Doug. an adorable I am, man. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Look, you know, you can quote Leonard Skinner all you want, but that doesn't change the fact that my suggestion is if people want to watch a really good Jesus movie, it's controversial, but watch Man of Steel. I mean, I feel like that tells the Jesus story very well. It really does. To your question, how many times do we need to retell the Jesus story after Man of Steel? Zero times. <laughs> Absolutely none. None I mean, more. The part where he busts out the panel and just floats out, arms stretched as he's heading towards Earth to save it. Right. Jesus. <clears throat> you know when Jesus stopped his arch nemesis from uh, killing humans with laser eyes? You know that. It's from the classic. It's from the, yeah. It's a, it's from Krypton 1312. Right. It's from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Yeah. <laughs> it's from the book of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> From the book of testicles, from the book of testicles, yeah. <laughs> now I so I did find where it's where it's going to be airing, um, and it's going to be airing on something called Vid Angel, V I D A G E L. That sounds like that sounds like a shitty's '90s internet host site, like it Angel does. Fire or something like that. Head over to vidangel.com. Does if you need to host your Flash, or if you want to watch The Chosen, head over to vidangel.com. Not to be confused with the uh, canceled Comedy Central cartoon Chosen. That's right. Very different. Very different. Very different shows. Very Um, different. But Vidangel, it's a it's a streaming company that allows the user to skip distasteful content. That Based sounds like the most preferences. boring streaming site ever. <laughs> right. You can skip profanity, nudity, sexual situations, graphic violence. It's just a picture of the sky all the time. <laughs> Until the clouds make a dick shape and then it like blurs out. Um, it's, oh man. It's, angel. I, so I'm just trying to see what, because apparently they were restreaming. Um... The company's original business model was to sell films to users who could then choose to filter any element of the film considered objectionable and sell the film back to VidAngel after watching it. Wait, say that again. The company's original business model was to sell films to users who could then choose to filter any element of the film considered objectionable and then sell the film back to VidAngel after watching it. That sounds I, worse than what happens in Hollywood when it goes through the censors. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really don't understand how this works. So they make the content. <clears throat> they send it out. Users can then re-edit it to make it less gross in their mind and then sell it back. And then VidAngel will buy it back? I guess. 
I don't understand that business model. At I all. don't understand how this works too, though. Um, so, oh, I guess they stream through. Okay, so in June, I'm reading through the history here. Um, okay, so on August 11th, 2016, during a legal deposition, uh, VidAngel's CEO said that VidAngel illegally ripped DVDs using the software program <laughs> AnyDVD HD. So it looks like so they did rip actual DVDs and sell that to them. Uh, but so then in June, let's see. Uh, it was shut down until the trial. Uh, da, 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 da. In June 2017, shortly after the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals denied the request to lift the injunction, VidAngel announced a new streaming service for $7.99 per month, currently to filter content on Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and HBO. Only titles from studios not included in the lawsuits are, are available. Jesus Christ. In a June 27th statement, Netflix noted, we have not endorsed nor approved the VidAngel technology. So it seems like they were hijacking the stream from those things, playing it through their service, and then allowing the user to skip the content. Well, it sounds like prior to that, they were taking DVDs, ripping them, re-editing them to make them more pure, and then putting them back out and selling them to users. So that's 100% illegal, is what that sounds like to me. Wow, I would I would recommend anyone go to the Wikipedia page and try to follow this because it is bananas. And all for what? To have good, clean content? Go fuck yourself. Here we go. Here's the operation section. VidAngel allows users to personally... <laughs> Tell me about I, the operations. I want to figure this out. It allows users to personally select filters for moments that users deem objectionable. Content such as nudity, profanity, graphic violence in commercial content are skippable on the current VidAngel platform. The consumer already... Uh, the consumer already have access to the content from Netflix, Amazon, or HBO accounts, which can be connected to VidAngel. So yes, they are pulling the stream through. When users purchase the content, they obtain the right to apply filters to objectionable content in their home. This, I, you, you're, <laughs> you're stunned right now. I am stunned. Like someone is fucking, someone is, what? Someone's paying for this. Someone. They have. There is a market for anything you want to create. I'm gonna clap that back. There's a market for anything you want to create. People are paying money. They're paying an Amazon subscription, and they're paying a subscription to this just to skip bad content. Don't watch the shows if you're that offended by it. Don't watch them. I'm. I'm so sad. This is just sad, sad news, man. Like, really? What's so? Ah, what bubble are these fucking people living in, man? Like. Let me, let, me, let me get real for a second. <laughs> They're living in Utah. Utah. Like, what? Why? What? I feel like we've come a long way. <laughs> right. You and I are both having trouble forming words around this. I just, I don't understand why people get so upset about <laughs> swearing, why people get upset about nudity, why people get upset about sex. Like, those are the three things that I've heard you talk about. I haven't heard anything about fucking violence. I'm sure it's graphic, on the list. Graphic violence, yeah. Yeah, that seems like a fourth thought. You know, the first thing is like profanity and nudity and sex. Dude, you have to have sex to procreate, man. Like, right. The very biblical thing, that's what you guys are all angry about when it comes to fucking homo. homo. Mary didn't. Mary didn't, yeah, right. That's a load of horse shit. That's a conspiracy theory if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Fake news. Fake fucking news. So many yeah, great jokes go, about you, that, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely correct. Like, like it's it's it it is a basic human, not only urge and instinct, but it's an instinct. It is literally how we procreate, and so I understand if if it's you know, well, I just don't under. I guess yeah, I'm with you. I don't understand why people are so fucking terrified of it. Why? Would you choose to live in a bubble? Why would you choose that? Why you, you would can't, you choose that? You can't. If you're doing that to your children, too, and I'm not saying that you should sit your children down and watch pornography with them. Don't do not do that. That's wrong. If but, you're going to do it, it but, should be incest pornography. I mean, that feels like it goes without saying, but mm -hmm. yes. Um, 
No, but I like you also don't put your kids in a bubble like this. Like you said, like you are not setting them up for success. If you're do if you're if you're filtering this much from them, they're going to get out into the real world and they're going to have their fucking minds blown. It's so funny because I'm currently listening to an episode of the Joe Rogan experience. I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the guy that's on it, but he's a psychologist. And it is so fucking fascinating. Like, as soon as I started listening to it, I wanted to text you and be like, dude, you got to listen to this episode. Really? It's mind-blowing because this guy is in academics. He's he's a teacher. And he knows so much about psychology and everything like that. And he, he was just talking about this before I had to hit pause about the act of actually shielding kids from a lot of things does them great harm later on. And he gives an example. He goes... There's been some studies recently trying to figure out why there's been an increase in peanut allergies over the last couple decades. Because he's like, you know, he's like, I grew up, I was born in 63. He's like, um, you know, when we grew up, no one cared about nuts. People brought peanut butter, you know, sandwiches for lunch and no big deal. And now that you can't have nuts on an airplane because someone may die, you know, because right. of that. So there was a study done. With six, it was a control, controlled study with 600 um, mothers who had given birth to children, and half of them were told, "Hey, look, make sure this kid stays away from allergy or from peanuts." And these, all these kids had some sort of like allergen when they were born, meaning like they either had eczema or they had something with their immune system that was showcasing that there was probably a tendency for allergy. So all of them had the same sort of like predisposition for it. Half of them were told, hey, make sure you keep your kids away from from peanuts. The other half were told, hey, um, here's a supplement to give your kid. It's uh, you know basically this this type of um, uh, food that has peanut powder uh, in it. Uh, give it to your kids uh, starting around three or four months and then you know go from there. And they checked in with them at five years. And the, the first half where they were the kids were told to stay away from the peanuts, 17% of them had a severe peanut allergy that had developed. And the other half, only 3% did. So the point he was making was that in order to cure this, we have to expose our children to these things. Because his point was that the our immune systems are incomplete. And part of what we have to do is expose our kids to these different things in the world so that they can build up an immunity to them. By shielding yeah. them from it, it actually does them more harm. And it can create a lifelong, life-threatening allergy. Like all the kids at five years old that had the peanut allergy will be allergic to peanuts the rest of their lives. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, God damn it, that's fascinating. Like those sorts of things. Like why shield from everything? And I'm with you. Like, you know, I don't want Natalie on her third birthday watching 28 Days Later. You know, I don't want her watching, I don't want her watching it. Like I don't want her watching it, but she will be. She will be. You know, yeah. uh, I, I get a little, you know, I don't want her to watch Avengers Infinity War. I think it's a little too scary for her, you know. Sure. But sure. it's it's that's my thing is like I always want her to be able to watch this stuff with context. I want her to be able to understand what's happening. I'm sure the sex stuff will probably not be comfortable when it happens, but I'm also not going to be like, no, let's just fast forward through this. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I used to do that with my parents growing up. We were watching Ace Venture yeah. with my mom. It got to the point oh, where Jim yeah. Carrey and Courtney Cox were doing it. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just going to fast forward through this part. Mom's like, why are you fast forwarding? And I'm like, ah, oh, it's just boring. And then like, it's just a, nothing, nothing, it's no big yeah. deal. And I was like, I didn't want to watch it. At the beginning when he gets a, when he gets the blowjob from that really, uh, really busty girl. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And again, as a kid, there was a there was a time where I didn't realize what was happening. Oh Jesus! And then there was yeah. a time when I realized it. And then if my mom was in the room, I'm like I'm very uncomfortable with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just you know, it's something that I'm like I'm hoping that I'm not that person. I'm hoping that we can be like we can watch this and it's fine. You know. Sure. I don't yeah. think it will be that way, but I can hope. You know, I'm yeah. like you. I'm a dreamer. I'm you a, are. I'm a midnight screamer. That's how it goes. Right? That's right. Yep. That's it. That's Steve <laughs> Miller right there. <laughs> Um, I would, uh, there's a, there's a very small part of me that wants to see if I can pirate this <laughs> pirate, the pirate and, and watch the chosen, uh, when I just, well, first off, I just want to see how this, I am, I am fascinated at the concept of this software. <laughs> I'm absolutely fascinated that they are, they are, they are, they, they created this, they went forward with it and then got slammed with lawsuits as they should. Like you can't right. do that. You didn't ask for permission to use this con this technology to essentially alter the content. Right, it's fucked Absol up, man. <laughs> Absolutely. That and would be some of the most dude. That's worse than watching like network TV shows, like watching this VidAngel stuff. Like I, what Jill and I are watching 
like football on Sunday, I saw all these commercials for these fucking stupid ass network shows. I'm like, God, this what? is garbage. Do you remember anyone specifically? I have to know. FBI. I'm like, God, how many fucking cop shows are there? There's FBI. It was called FBI. It's called FBI, apparently. You know, 2019 means there's new episodes of FBI. I'm oh, like, okay. yeah, I've seen the trail. I've seen the poster for I this. Just like, it just seems like... Oh, guess who, guess who produces it? Who? Dick Wolf. Of course he does, because Dick Wolf does all that horse shit. It's just... Yes, when, he does. <laughs> I love my dad, but when I was when I whenever I go home, and he turns on the TV and he's watching like this this stuff, I'm like, God, this is so bad. It's just he watches the network stuff and he's just like, I want to watch this show. And I'm watching. I'm like, God, this is unbearable to watch. It's so bad. I can't even it, remember the it, name it, of the show. I think it was NCIS or something. It was one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably yeah. They're at this point they all sl- not that they didn't previously, but they are very much all straight like this like slurring together now. Oh, and there was another one I think it was called Zoo. It was like where the animals have gone like bonkers. Yes. The concept of that I liked. Oh. When I first heard of it, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting. Like the animals become, I don't know if they become sentient or they just start, but I was like, "Ooh, a, a network show where the animals start killing people." I'm like, mm-hmm. "That's very interesting." And then I was like, oh, no. The more trailers I saw, I'm like, no. This it isn't. Is no, so thank you. Bad. It is, is the CG oh, is terrible on it? So bad. <laughs> it's terrible. And not only that, it's riddled with commercials. I cannot stand to watch stuff with commercials. Yeah. It's really, I can handle sports. It's still annoying, but I can handle it. Sure, um, sure. But, you know, I, I want to watch. That's why when you're like, hey, the Dark Knight's on TBS, I'm like, how can you even bother? You're going to be getting to a good part, and it's like, let me talk to you guys about Tide. Woohoo! Like, oh, it's terrible. It's awful. And then it's just. Yeah, no, it, don't don't think for a second that it, I'm immune to it. Yeah. Like, I absolutely, I get furious, and I'm just like, God, I need to find this on some streaming service. Yeah, it's just, it's it's it, it's so funny because even comedy, because I think about this, you know, comedy specials used to be interrupted with commercials back on Comedy mm-hmm. Central and stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And it used to be the norm, and I remember hearing comedians talk about how awful it was. Yeah, because it would interrupt the flow of jokes and it, stuff. Yeah, you, you totally get taken out of the flow, and you're like, oh, cool, we're back to comedy now. We're not learning about you know the next goddamn yeah. Nissan Ultima or whatever the hell it's called. And it's 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 so terrible to, to have that format. And it, it, when I go home, and I just – it's so funny because my dad's like, he mutes the commercials all the time. He just doesn't want to hear them, but he'll watch yeah. them. So he sits there in silence and watches and the just, commercials. And then that's when we'll talk. He's like, hold on, my show's back on. And he'll like unmute it. And I'm like, ugh, this show's oh, so bad. Oh, I, I adore I, you. I cannot remember what, sh- what fucking show they were watching, but I remember sitting there just staring at Jill. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't take it. There was there was like 20 minutes left. <gasps> and I was like, I adore your this father. is so hard and like, America, like just it was gross. Oh, it was, was so it, uh, gross. Was it a Navy SEAL show? Like no, Seal it's not 6? Navy SEALs. <laughs> I think it was NCIS, is what it was. Was it? okay? And I think NCIS has something to do with Washington D.C., so that makes sense. Yeah, one of the characters was a former military guy. He was talking to another military guy who was like, "Was tra- it Jag? <laughs> Were you watching Jag? I was not watching Jag." Um, where you know it's. You know, this this Marine had to make sure that the, the fallen soldier gets home. And this other guy, he's a former soldier, so he can talk to him, you know, real, and be like, you know, I get it. And then, you know, the end of it just, you know, they load the corpse up into the hearse, and the character just salutes, you know, the, <laughs> the thing is like, you're going home, soldier. I was like, God, this is so cheesy. It's so cheesy. It's just, as you As you look over to your dad, and he's got a single tear rolling down his eye. I was just like, ugh. Gross. This is so gross. This is so gross. I was, uh, oh, crap. I completely lost my train of thought. I was, uh, what were you talking about? Terrible television. Yeah. No, that's easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, ah, oh, I totally forgot. I lost it. I lost it. Yeah. I, the, uh, there's, there's very rare a network show that I, I feel is worth my time. There are definitely some. Um, and there's some that I'll go back and rewatch. Like I'm watch, I'm rewatching Parks and Rec right now. Yeah, um, that's a solid one. The Office is a solid one. Um, solid, yeah. Scrubs. I like Bro- Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think is, yeah. is, is that's that's in my wheelhouse. There's some that obviously will push 
you know, how things go, but there's this watered down, like there's one called, um, it's coming out to, what was it? It's, it's a terrible comedy. Just a terrible. Oh, it stars, the, the guy who leads it is the guy who plays uh, uh, the annoying boss in um, Office Space. And I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Fam. Oh, 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 hold on. And it just, the jokes. Wait a second, are they doing a, sorry, go ahead. The jokes in that are just abysmal. They're so, like, it's, it's, a, it's a cop, a hardened cop that's, like, trying to, you know, reconnect with his family. And, you know. Yep, you're right, he plays Freddy. <laughs> and at one point, they're in an interrogation room, and, like, he and his daughter are arguing, and, and you know, he goes, I never wanted this. And she sits down and she goes, yeah, me either. He goes, no, I don't. I never wanted kids. It's like punchline. Do-do-do. 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 It's on, it's on CBS. There you go. <laughs> oh, I was just, oh, I just uh, heard these jokes. And I'm like, oh, these are so bad. What What I was going to say was the, uh, the um, <clears throat> uh, I, what, what I used to look forward to was the midnight uh, there's some sort of like a midnight special on uh, uh, Comedy Central mm-hmm. where they would, uh, I can't remember what they used to call it, but they wouldn't censor it and they wouldn't do commercials. Yes, it came on and, at 12.01. Right. And and it was, I would stay up for that because I'm like, now I'm going to hear the comedy special. And I would, I saw some fucking amazing ones. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is it. Like you used to hear the swears. Like it was hysterical. There was a hot moment in time where that was the the thing before streaming services sort of took over yeah and and just started you know doing that and netflix has been the king of that for a while but uh, you know i've heard through some com- comedy podcasts that some comedians are looking to do something else you know some guys are like i want someone to go and basically do their own don't go with any network release it independently but no one wants like to do on, that. Like on so, on their own website or something? <laughs> something like that, where they just go direct. They do whatever it is they want to do. Interesting. And they just release it straight up. Or one person suggested they don't even charge for it. They just do it for free, throw it up on YouTube. And just that earn the revenue be, that way. And be like, That would be sick, man. Going yeah. live on YouTube that way. I, I think it's funny because I think Bill Burr looks at it like the specials as an advertisement for everything else. He's got yeah. a weird... He's like... It, this is basically an hour-long ad for my road shows. <laughs> for, like, come out and find me because yes. you like this thing. Yeah. He's like, I do so many other things. It's like, hey, I'm still here. I'm relevant. Come see me do other things. Like, <laughs> Did you did you hear that they're going to – I just – and, again, I'm just learning this now uh, – that they're turning Watchmen into a TV series? I did hear that. That's going to be on uh, Amazon Prime as well as The Boys. No, Watchmen's going to be Actually, on HBO, right? Yeah, it's correct. Yes. Yeah. They're doing The Boys on Amazon Prime. That's going to be interesting. Oh, I don't know, man. That's going to be a hard one to adapt. Do you think they can do that? Uh, it, I mean, I'm glad it's on Amazon Prime and not CBS. Because um, <laughs> there's some pretty heavy shit in that comic. For anyone who's not familiar with I The remember. Boys, it's, yeah, uh, it's, Tell a, us, it's essentially about you know a world where superheroes exist, but they're more, more or less manufactured by a weapons company. And it's all this corporate sort of bullshit that goes on behind the scenes and these these guys that have superpowers are real a-holes real total sleaze bags and essentially like imagine imagine if like your your just random next door neighbor you know got superpowers and just how corrupted that person would become well not only that but it's just a matter of people will go and they would expose their kids to this chemical to turn them into superheroes. And sometimes, and the the the, the stuff that they, the powers they get would be random, completely right. random. Some kids would die being exposed to this, but these people are like, "I want my kids." Because imagine you're reading a comic book about Wolverine, but Wolverine actually existed in real life, and the comic book portrayed this bullshit that he doesn't actually do. It's all just like propaganda. He shows up yeah. for all these different spots and things like that, and they're real just gross gross uh characters and there's this group of cia agents called the boys and essentially they show up to keep this all these superheroes in check and they actually can kill them (laughs) and it's it's really depraved it's violent it's it's funny um there's a whole issue called hero gasm which is essentially (laughs) about when the all the uh the superheroes get to go on vacation for basically like a week. And what yeah. they do is they, they will show up and they'll tell the public, they're like, all the heroes and villains are coming together. We're putting aside our differences because there's a world-ending meteor that's coming here. And we 
are going to work together to fight it. Wish us luck, people. And they fly off and they land and an island in the Bahamas, and as they land, they literally say, let's fuck. And they just have women lined up. They've got drugs. And for a week, all these superheroes do is have sex, do drugs, get hammered, and eat. And that's all they do for an entire week. And it's completely depraved, disgusting, gross stuff. So I'm curious sure. to see how they're going to pull this off. I'm sure they could probably pull back right. on some of it, you know. Um, <clears throat> some of it doesn't... Well, it's, <laughs> how did you... Go ahead. How did you feel? How did you feel about them uh, when they did Preacher? I thought I liked Preacher in a sense of um, it. I only watched the first season, um, and then I just lost track of it, and I just definitely I just wasn't interested in in really following up. I liked their approach to it because it was almost like a prequel to Preacher, and. Um, it was interesting. I, I like the approach that they took. There were some really great episodes. There's also some really fucking slow episodes. Like, oh my God, nothing sure. happened. Nothing happened at all. In this hour, nothing happened, and I was really annoyed by it. Right. Um, and it just got kind of weird, and I was waiting for it to really get into the cool stuff. And um, I, I, I like the approach to it. Um, I... I kind of wish I would have stayed on and watched the rest of it, but it was a good it was a good attempt at adapting it because that, that's weird too, and that also gets super religious, right? Which... And that's where I was like, since so they they were able to find that like weird mix to like put the weird in there, but also pull back for TV audiences, and and I feel like a lot of a lot of people, a lot of fans of the actual publication said that they did they all in all thought it was like it was a win. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, again, I really should at some point try to watch. I think they've had season two and three. I should go back and watch it because I like uh, – I forget the name of the guy that plays uh, Jesse Custer. But um, that's an interesting character too because he's a good guy that's also not afraid to do bad things. Yes. And he's known to beat the shit out of people. And his powers are fascinating. And the, the whole conceit for that uh, that comic is – there is a guy named Jesse, Jesse Custer, who gets basically randomly given this incredible power called the voice of God. And whenever he uses it, he speaks, people do exactly what he says to the T, like very literal. Like at one point he tells a guy to fuck himself using that like right. that power, and a guy literally right. fucks himself, like puts his wiener right. in his butt and yeah, it's 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 fascinating, um, but his whole point is he wants to try and find God because he's he you know his life is horrible, the world's horrible. He's like I I need I want to talk to God, and so God abandons heaven and is hiding somewhere, and he just tries to find him because he wants to confront right. him. Right, and because because with this 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 quote unquote gift he's been given, it's it's uh, all sorts of miscreants and mm-hmm. uh, bad people start to try to find him because they want the voice. So his life has just completely been upended by receiving this thing. So yeah. he wants to find the source and go, hey, man, what the hell's up And with technically this? he has that power which can potentially rival God in a lot of ways or at least be his equal. Right. So he's like, I have right. something I need to say to him. And it's a really cool story. And it's written by the same guy, both of Boys and Preachers, by Garth Ennis. And uh, Oh, there you go. Preacher was, it's definitely has its moments where you're like, oh, all right, this is kind of crazy. There's some gross characters. The boys is like 11, like of, of nastiness. Like <laughs> just, just turning it up. Oh, there's this scene where uh, one of the main characters is infiltrating this lower level superhero house. And there's just a scene where they're all sitting in this theater. It's a jerk off theater in their own house. And they're all watching porn together. And they're like jerking each other off. Like it's gross. It's so Ugh. gross. And they're, oh my God. they're depraved people. They're like, hey, man, you want help? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good, man. I don't need to do this. Like, this is totally that, cool. I didn't realize that was this. You, you've never told me about that one before. Yeah, you want, you want to borrow it? It's, it's weird. It gets real I'm weird. Good. I think I'm good. It gets real weird. Uh, so I'll be curious to see how that plays out. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go and see um, yeah? how, it, how it looks. I'm nervous. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to pull it off, but I'm willing to give it a shot. It's an interesting uh, – Carl Urban's in it. I like him a lot. I was gonna. Say, I was looking at some of the the cast right now, and yeah, Carl Urban's in it. Um, Elizabeth Shue's in it. He, I think they released. Did they release a teaser trailer for it? They did. It was. It's okay. It's, I'm gonna have to. It's pretty decent. Um, the teaser is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it it very much sums up if you've read the comic, like what the sh- <laughs> they even have an iconic like one of the covers is how the trailer ends, like they recreate it very well. Um, okay. So it's it's interesting to say the least. I don't know well, how they're gonna pull I'd, it off. 
I didn't realize that the that uh, Seth Rogen and Ever Go- mm-hmm. Evan Goldberg, uh, same ones who created Preacher, created this. I did not realize yep. that. So that's interesting. Okay. So they seem to really have a thing for Garth Evans or, or Garth uh, Ennis. Garth, Garth yeah. Ennis, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, fair enough. I'll I'll give it a shot. It's going to be an interesting year in television. I mean, I th- as, yeah. Well, let me say this: it'll be an interesting year in streaming. I also because agree. it seems like it seems like a lot of the a lot of the uh, a lot of the really new and 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 the things that are kind of pushing the the boundaries have come away. Like it was it was interesting because way back in the day you had you know uh, just regular TV mm-hmm. and you know they were they were they would do things. SNL came around and it really started to push the boundary and um, you know uh, what's the um, uh, Laughing was another one that really started to push like what you could do and like as far as comedy goes. Yeah. And, you know, then cable came around, and then ca- like you know, TV went a little bit more vanilla. Cable started to be like, oh my god, did you see what they did on cable? Oh, they swore for the first time. Yeah. Oh, they did this. Then it was the HBO and the premium services, and now it's these streaming services that are really stepping shit up, really ramping up the production value, and really taking the risks. Well, what I like about it is there's an area now. It's it's just like anything, like when when you know technology became available for people to you know create their own music you know the the gatekeepers go down which is great but the bad side is there's a ton of shit that gets put out there too because there's so much access right that becomes a real problem and you know there could be some real stinkers out out there but at the same time i appreciate the flexibility to create something unique and and interesting and good and even if it's something that just gets released, like there's been a couple of just Netflix released movies that I've watched and I'm like, nah, I kind of I appreciate Like uh, it was done by, um, oh God, his name's escaping me. A uh, guy who plays Gollum. Uh, Andy Serkis? Andy Serkis. He did his own Jungle Book movie. Oh, okay. Uh, was it Mowgli? Mowgli. Okay. It was decent. It was decent. It was, it was only on Netflix. Um, I, it was a darker version of the Jungle Book. It was probably okay. closer to the source material. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it wasn't great, but it was it was enjoyable. I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is decent. It was it was a good attempt at this, and it was an interesting story uh, to go along with it. it. Had a lot of great voice actors: uh, Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, Andy Serkis, oh, wow. and uh, some other folks were in it. And obviously, a lot of motion capture and things like that. Pretty solid. There was another one called uh, Robert the Bruce with Chris Pine playing Robert the Bruce. That one was okay. I, that's on my queue. Is that one? Uh, it's okay. It, it's okay. Yeah. It's um, you know, I'd rather watch Braveheart, um, but it's it's fine. But I, I look at it. I'm like, well, here's here's something that may not have gotten made, but now is you know, it's on Netflix and it's an opportunity yeah. to check that it, check that out. Um, and it's just I don't know. It, it's a great opportunity to see some of these things that you may not have gotten opportunity to see. And it really I think it pushes the boundaries in a lot of way to see. Yeah. Because I think if you have access to more content like this, it's more ways to get inspired. Like guys, exactly. guys like um, you know Jordan Peele creating very unique horror experiences from the black perspective. I think are fascinating. Like his new Absolutely. trailer for us, goddamn, that is terrifying. That's some spooky shit. Like Jill wouldn't even is, Jill wouldn't even watch the trailer. Like she was, she just heard it was terrifying. scary. Scary, and I'm like, yeah. god damn, that looks good. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, well, and the, I think Oof. the thing is. I think the thing is, too, that a lot of people, and Drew and I have talked about this, I think you and I have a little bit, but a lot of people have said, they've talked about that the um, the mid-level budget movie is, is gone yes. is gone the way of the dodo. It, it no longer exists. It's either a very small budget indie or it's a you know $300 million blockbuster or a you know, $200 million blockbuster that costs so much to make and it's going to gross a billion. Uh, and, and I feel like, some of the really good stories and some of the classic movies that we got, especially in the '90s, '80s, and '90s, were the mid-level, the mid-range, mid-mid-range, uh, mid-budget movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of a lot of really good uh, stories that won't be blockbusters get overlooked because because of that. The nice thing about the streaming services is it gives a new voice for those movies. It allows yeah. people to to be like, look, I only. I only need $20 million to make this movie. I don't need $200 million. Mm-hmm. Like, give me $20 million, I'm going to make a really a really awesome drama or a really awesome whatever. And, sure. and you know, it's going to be very story-driven. And the streaming services can take the chances on those. Well, that's why, you know, I, I've I've talked at length, probably more off mic than on mic, but the, the animated movie Next Gen on Netflix is yeah, a fantastic sure. film. 
And I'm like, man, it's a shame this didn't get released in theaters, but I'm glad that it didn't because it did really... I think it's a fantastic film. It's wonderful. Highly recommend anyone go and watch it on Netflix. It's more than just a kid's movie, man. It's, it's got some real heart behind it, some great voice acting, a wonderful story. It's right. very, you know, uh, I'd say applicable today today's stuff and <laughs> really good. And, and honestly, I think it's a shame because I think properties like The Dark Tower would flourish now. If someone was like, we want to adapt The Dark Tower. Because originally it was going to be like, we're going to do a movie and then we're going to combine it with like an HBO season and then there's going to be another movie. And they were trying to do this creative way of trying to tell that story. And then Sony farted out some shit they called a movie. And, uh, you know, at some point I'm sure they will find a way to do it. Or something like Spawn, you know, finding a great avenue. Like there's a way to tell these stories on streaming services. I mean, Jesus, look at Daredevil, you know. All these things Absolutely. that honestly I think can rival your standard Hollywood movie because you get the opportunity to tell a good, solid story with great characters. And not to right. say that the movies will go away, but it's just a different medium altogether. And I feel like I started to notice myself appreciating the streaming because I feel more fulfilled over 13 hours, I would hope so, than two hours to two and a half hours. I mean, not Infinity right. War is great. And honestly, since since Natalie's been, she wanted to watch Avengers for the first time over Christmas. And I was like, thank God. Um, yep. And I go back and I watch, you know, see all these jokes they've built on over the years, all these different things that they've built on over the years. I'm like, wow, what a great universe that they built from these movies from over 10 <coughs> years of movies. And yeah. I'm like, you can do the same thing with a streaming you know, situation or with, with, you know, something like the game of Thrones, that's become such a hit for what it is. And it's, it's, it's become this phenomenon and it's because you have the time to develop and explore these characters, not create filler, not do, we're going to do a 24 episode season, you know, finding that nice balance right Right now. 13 seems to be a sweet spot. Maybe eight, you know, can be a sweet spot depending on what you're looking for. Stranger Things is another another prime example of that where I feel like they yeah. really it's it, it it rode this weird line of like 1980s sci-fi which it's not it's scary but it's not it's not slasher scary. It's it's just, you know, tense enough. It's got amazing actors. It's really well done and there's no episode that I've watched thus far that has really stuck out to me like oh this was just a bullshit filler episode. Yeah. It really, I feel like they've developed the characters great. I'm very much looking forward to season three coming out. Season two, I think, had an episode uh, that was like that, where I was like, oh, come on, guys. You can do better yeah. than that. But in general, like season one to me is is uh, gold standard for not only creating yeah. an atmosphere, but you know, from everything from the music to the actors to the story, everything about it Absolutely. captured a nostalgia that really resonated with me. I know a lot of people are like yeah. Stranger Things is only people only like it because it's nostalgic. I'm like guilty. Like it, it captures a mood a, and a feeling yeah. that I remember I got from watching things like Goonies. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. E. T. I mean, the Ghost. Yeah. It all like and there's those little Easter eggs, but I would argue that yeah, there's definitely a nostalgia element to it. But that is far from the only reason why it why it stands out absolutely far from i i I think it's really good storytelling and i think the acting is absolutely second to none Mm -hmm. i agree and those kids were fantastic just the you talk about like lucking out in your casting process the shit talking those kids do to each other is just the best (laughs) which is also why when i see the kid who you know who plays uh, i can't remember the main character in Stranger things but he goes on and he plays richie in it i'm like it's a perfect casting because that kid right. just no snap, yeah, or no, I'm sorry, um, kills it. What's it? Oh god, yeah, exactly. Uh, I can't. Oh, Finn, Finn Wolfhard. I was like, yeah. he's got a, a really cool like uh, fantasy name. <laughs> like if he, was, he, he seems does. like a character in he World does. of Warcraft. <laughs> I am Finn Wolfhard of the North. <laughs> I am Finn. Go Finn and kill the tw- yeah. ten werewolves, and I will give you ten silver <laughs> and a choice between leather gloves and boots. <laughs> And 500 experience points. <laughs> there's there's another thing there's another thing uh, about the streaming services that I love, and it's a different genre that they've kind of come up with. Mm. You know what I think? It, you know yeah, what I think it, this is? I think this is our own streaming service. Is this? Do we launch our own streaming? service? I think we should launch our own streaming service where we pirate everything that's out there and we make it more profane. We add more nudity. <laughs> 
we make it more violent. We put a filter on our own. So we call it Vid Devil. Vid Devil, or we call it Throw Down TV. Oh, Throw Down Streaming! <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> so today's flawlessly transition to Throw Down. Or we um, call it Tarantino TV. <laughs> TTV? TTV. TTV? QTTV? Um. Yeah, no, I, uh, so today's throwdown is going to be a little bit weirder. I was, I really wanted weirder to Weirder than say last this week one. with the Nesquik bunny, the, the sexual c- commercials. Look, it's not going to be nearly as erotic as last oh week, my but God. it will. That was so gross. May, here's the thing it might be. I don't know yet. I loved, uh, I loved Jared's response to that. He reached out to us on, on Facebook and was like, that's totally ASMR porn. I'm like, I could not that agree with him is, more. Yeah. Could not agree with him more. <laughs> I remember it's very disturbing when you when you played that. I was like, you have to pause that because I'm really thrown <laughs> off by what's happening right now. I was like, I'm a cold bunny. Oh, you are a cold bunny. Oh. What what is happening? What is going? What on? is that? Mom is hot for someone rabbit. wrote that, directed it, shot it. Was like, you guys nailed it. That's an perfect. actor. An actor read those words and was forced to do that on screen. I was like, oh, I'm a cold bunny. Ugh. <laughs> So uh, today's I thought would be fun to do uh, with a guest, but we can always revisit it if we want to. Uh, I just, for some reason, I think this would be a, uh, it would be a very cute throwdown, and it would also, I think, be a very violent throwdown. Oh, gosh. So we are going to pit Kermit the Frog Mm -hmm. against Elmo. Ooh. Yeah. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Well, for starters, Elmo has the... uh the mental capacity of like a four-year-old, so he's already at a giant disadvantage. Or does he? <laughs> it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the slow con. Um, but Elmo seems to have magical powers. <laughs> so, um, also that man can de- that that puppet can tickle. Yeah, he can he can take a tickling and he can deliver a tickling too. That's right. Um, because Elmo can call on his friend Smarty the smartphone. That can help him look stuff up that he doesn't know. Oh, is that the new thing now? Mm-hmm. He's oh, like, my. we don't know what this is. We should call Smarty. They're like, oh, Smarty. And the smartphone shows up. And she's like, hey, Elmo, what do we do when we don't know something? He goes, we look it up. And they look up the topic that they're going to cover for the day. So in theory, he could he could summon like a, a hatchet. I mean, it would be a playful hatchet. That'd be like its own sentient being and can make its own decisions. He'd be like, hello, I'm a hatchet. I like to carve up right. flesh. <laughs> but if it's, a, if it's a sentient hatchet that works for Elmo, I feel like that's a huge advantage. I mean, most things in Elmo's life do talk to him, like most objects and stuff. I mean, if you ever watch you know, Elmo's, uh, you know, Elmo's world, it's truly his world. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> anything happens in his world. You know, cut to cut to a third party perspective, and it's just Elmo staring at at all these inanimate objects having conversations. Yeah, right. <laughs> Elmo's just Elmo does a lot of cocaine. Yeah, and he has that yeah. uh, that neighbor of his, that friend of his. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, Mr. Noodle, who's essentially a mentally challenged old man that can't do anything Mr. correct. Noodle. He's like, yeah, Mr. Noodle, and it's like this guy that's like. <laughs> Exactly. He's like, Mr. Noodle, yeah. how do you swing on a swing? And the guy's like, oh. And he like puts his head in it. It's like, no, Mr. Noodle. And he's like, what are you? Oh. And then he like, you know, tries to do a handstand on it. It's like, no, Mr. Noodle. It's like, why is Elmo in charge so he has of this conversations. Man? He, has, he has conversations with uh, with food as well. Yes. He definitely. Fantastic. Like, yeah. So I really, it begs so, the question, is Elmo living in reality or not? That's fair. That's a really good question. Yes. Because <laughs> it seems like I, maybe not. I would say uh, I would say probably not, but again, does that make him more dangerous because he is just unhinged? Well, I, I, I liken him to Delirium from the Sandman where just everything is chaos all the time. So sure. you don't really know what they're saying or what they're doing, and they're just kind of living in their own world. Versus right, Kermit, exactly. who I think is very grounded, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I think we've seen him do pretty – he's gone on fantastic real adventures you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, without mm-hmm, the guidance mm-hmm. of adults. Um, you know, <laughs> he's able to go and do a lot of things. I mean, he 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 ran the Muppet Show for years, right? You know, he produced, he line produced for a television show, absolutely, slash stage show, exactly. Yeah. So he he has a he has a very on again off again complicated relationship with the pig, exactly. Um, yep. I, I feel like just the mental capacity of Kermit is going to be more. He will be able to be more effective in devising tactics 
and to also, um, I think physically, that's probably a wash <laughs> between the two of them. I don't know. I would give it to Elmo. Elmo seems a little bit more like stocky. Like yeah. I feel like Elmo's got a little bit more weight to him. Yeah, that's true. I think Kermit's got those crazy arms that flop is, around. He does. I feel like Elmo relies too much on his environment and his friends because he, everything he's okay. doing is with other people and with other objects. And I think Kermit is obviously he's gone out on the road on his own. You know, he's playing banjos and swamps and shit like that. Here's you know? the here's the thing. Kermit's got Kermit's got a life plan. He's got a five year plan. He's got goals. He knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and he's organized. Yeah. Elmo though, I think Elmo snaps into like laser focus mode when it comes to murdering people. <laughs> so I think like, I feel like Elmo would hunt Kermit. He would stalk him. And I feel like Elmo's the kind of, Elmo's the kind you would see in a horror movie where he mm-hmm. would peek around a corner and he would, you would round that corner and there would be nothing there. I was going to argue that Elmo doesn't have enough life experience, but that's totally false. Elmo learns every day, every right. single day. He's learning something. Right. He has a wealth of knowledge. He knows, right. the, you know, he knows how to take a bath. He knows how to listen. He, He's been learning since the 70s, too. He knows how to share. I mean, right. this guy has a wealth of real-world knowledge. He's just Telling unfortunately you, stunted <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, so, you know what? I don't see Kermit learning as much as Elmo does. I think Elmo just has way more knowledge than Kermit does now that I think about it. So, I mean, I'm telling you, if anyone's going to the knowledge and he's also psychotic, if anyone's going to craft a shiv out of something that's in their surroundings, it's going to be Elmo. He's going to understand exactly how to do that because he's learned about science. Exactly, yeah. He's learned about math. He's learned about everything. <laughs> I mean, he's got Angles. a goddamn uh, vampire that counts all the time. So, I mean, he's learning math like nonstop. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's an easy fight, but Elmo Elmo's just off off his rocker enough to win. I think he is usually because we always yeah. come down to that is, is crazy helpful or hurtful. I think it's helpful here, and again, he may be delusional, but he has knowledge, right? So uh, when it comes to killing, I think I think Elmo's gonna Elmo's gonna come out on top. You've, I was he's really, learned I came how to out slowly. Bl- I started with Kermit, and now I went over to Elmo. Are we saying I it? I think it's Elmo. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Woo, woo. Yeah, baby. I feel like he's he's got knowledge about how to bleed someone out. Right. He knows exactly where yeah. to cut you so that you can be a, become right. immobile. <laughs> it's like that scene in Wolf <laughs> Creek where that guy like stabs a girl in her spine so she can't move. Yeah, we all remember sure, that never one. Never saw that, but that sounds. Yeah, that it's sounds usually right. on after uh, you know Sesame Street. Um, so <laughs> Justin, you got anything you want to promote this week? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I promoted it yet, but I'll say it again because I just uh, watched another episode. But Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. It's a cooking documentary show oh, cool. on Netflix. Um, there's four. So the, the lady is a chef, and she's published a cookbook um, of the same name. Uh, there's four episodes, and each episode, one episode focuses on salt, one on fat, one on acid, and one on heat. Oh, and she wow. talks about how each of those elements play uh, a huge factor in cooking. So... For example, the uh, the salt one, she goes to Japan and she talks about how they make salt from salt uh, from the sea, and then how they use uh, seaweed to like give certain salt more of a mineral taste. Huh. How they use uh, soy sauce and everything. How how sweet uh, or sorry sorry for the the fat one. She went to Italy and she talked about different olives and olive oils and how they make them. Um, acid. She went to Mexico, the Yucatan Peninsula, where. They don't use vinegar. They use sour oranges for almost everything. Hmm. And so she really breaks down like how these things affect food and how different cultures use them. And it's a really cool show. And her, she is, she herself, her laugh is infectious. Like you, you watch her and you're like, she fucking, that sound, that's it. You've seen it. I've heard heard of it. No, she, she, uh, she loves what she does and it's really cool to watch. So I would uh, highly recommend that. That's awesome. I, I don't have anything to promote this week. I've had cool. I've had an angry week, so my computer died. So I've got to get a new computer. So uh, I'm in the market for that. Can't wait because uh, I'd like to play games again. So what you're not recommending this week is Dell. Yeah, Dell, Dell computers. I got a bone to pick with you. I don't have much buyer's remorse in my life, but there's one thing yeah. that I bought that I hated, and it was that fucking computer that I got from Dell, my last one. But I'm gonna invest in something powerhouse where it's going to allow me to play games and also hopefully stream. So that's that's my I love goal. It. And I've got 
I've got a friend of my brother's, Mr. Rob. Uh, he's helped me out trying to locate some stuff. So shout out to Rob. You're the best. Appreciate your help with Mr. this, Mr. Rob. Mr. Rob. Uh, guys, you can find us on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on my. Oh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGap Podcast. And uh, Justin also exists digitally as well. That's right. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm uh, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. Oh, I said it. Spotify. Spotify. Google Play. On Google Podcast. <laughs> Google Play Podcast. <laughs> really, wherever podcasts are sold. And uh, subscribe to us, share us around, review us, do all those things because we... Uh, we love when you do them, and they make us love you more. And that's what I have to say about that. And then check out 2 slash mindgap and 2 slash the best bar podcast ever. It's the other podcast I do with me, Liz, every Monday. It's about the bar industry. It's pretty cool stuff. And then uh, keep your eyes on 2 East 8th because we got some cool stuff coming up. Also, uh, you guys can shoot us an email, uh, basically mindgappodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any thoughts, anything that you think we should uh, be watching or listening to or anything you want to recommend to us, please reach out to us on our social medias. We love to hear from you, and we love to know what's going on with you. And if you have an idea for the throwdown, yes. you, you will, we'll open that up and uh, we, we'll, uh, we'll take suggestions. Yes, please. Shoot us your suggestions for our throwdowns. So that being said, you guys have been great. Now go get some fucking sleep. Mind Gap Podcast.